All right. Week one is in the books, Ryan. How do you feel? Outstanding. Outstanding? Week one, dub, baby. Dubs are good. Dub, they take, we ate the W, and they were delicious. Oh. All right, so we're going to start with just the sleeper thing. We're going to kind of book through this because, I mean, everybody can see it, so we're not going to linger too much on it. Best manager was uh, Kevin. Uh, played his best lineup. Kind of nothing more to say there. Yeah. Worst manager, uh, Thomas. Kind of, you know, you left too many points on the bench. Uh, he said he could possibly have had 151 if he actually played his best lineup. Jesus. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Uh, pick, pick better. Pick better next time. Yeah. Make better choices. Um, biggest blowout was me versus Shelby. Just sucks. Yeah. It's, I don't know. What, there's nothing to say. That, that was just a bad game. Um, narrowest victory was actually you over Thomas, which is kind of hilarious since he left the most points on his bench. Very much so. It's not great. Appreciate it, bud. Uh, high score is Devin. Uh, dude, holy crap. Yeah. <laughs> Your team went off. <laughs> he really did. I mean, like, I was I was sitting there feeling like I was doing great with Devontae Adams with 41 points, and I checked the scores, and I was like, Jesus. That was amazing. Yeah. Um... Lowest score was obviously Shelby. I mean, she had so many injuries, man. I think it was she really only had one injury that really affected her team, though, because Michael Thomas didn't have shit when he got injured, and he that, played through. That's true. Um, but the Devontae Parker one does hurt because uh, he was actually supposed to have a great season, but he was coming off an injury too. So scored double. Michael Thomas did too. That's insane. Our overachiever on the week is also Devin, which is not very surprising. He overachieved his project his projection rather by eighteen percent. Math is fun. Yeah, and uh, uh, below expectation, Shelby. Uh, you know, injuries suck. Sorry, girl. Uh, below below her projection by thirty one percent. Holy cow! Yeah, it's bad. Um, QB of the week was Russell Wilson. I'm not surprised. Running back of the week was Josh Jacobs, making me feel very good about my uh, first round pick. Can't lie about that. And then my wide receiver of the week, being my second round pick, Devontae Adams, also makes me feel very good. Get a little pick me up there, Nick. I am getting a lot of affirmation today, and I, I'm here for it. <laughs> uh, tight end of the week, Mark Andrews uh, from Noah. Mm-hmm. And then kicker of the week was Matt Prater with 11 points. I still. Good job, Thomas. <sighs> I hate kickers. I think. They're the wild card, baby. Yeah, it's dumb. It's dumb. It's not dumb. It's dumb. No. Um, defense of the week was New Orleans Saints, which kind of surprised was me. Devin. I, it was surprising. Yeah, I think it was surprising for, you know, because I think everybody was expecting Tampa Bay to be pretty good. I think they actually did look pretty good overall. Mm-hmm. It's just that there were a few miscues that I'll be interested to see how that goes. They're shaking everything out. Tom's a different breed, and I think that those receivers – those receivers aren't used to him yet. He's used to guys that have been playing with him for forever. I mean, Adam, well, that's kind of the other thing I was going to say is that, like, it, you know, Drew Brees is working with a guy with an offense that he's been working with for, like, basically four years now. Like, there's no new pieces on that team. But then, like, Brady is having to come into a brand new system. Like, this, that was literally the first live action game those guys have ever seen the field together. But that's the scary thing, though. Right. They still looked good. They did. <laughs> they did. I bet they're going to be even better. Uh, and so now we got QB Benchwarmer of the week. Cam got 25 points, and he was on Evan's bench. Uh, I don't know. Did he need him? Did Evan win? Uh, Evan, Evan lost. No, Evan lost, and he probably could have needed him. But let's see. Let's see. Uh, I started Josh Allen. He had 26 points. Yeah. Wouldn't have helped him. Well, 
That's that's simply saying that he's the quarterback that sat on the bench that scored the most points. Yeah, that's the, the these bench warmers are no big deal. Malcolm Brown on Thomas's team, I believe he's actually in the lineup this week. Um, no, he's not actually starting. Naeem Hines, good pickup. Um, Darius Slayton was the bench warmer of the week, and Arbs is. Uh, I'm surprised we didn't hear Arbs from Carrollton screaming about uh, the New York Giants. I'm telling you, like they actually, Daniel Jones is good. Danny Dimes it looked pretty damn good. Uh, he threw. He made one stupid pass, and honestly, it was just because the Steelers' defense is just so good this year, and they're just stacked. And Not to mention that offensive line is still very bad. Yes, I agree. And uh, but Danny Dimes was stalling some dimes. <laughs> he did. He did. Uh, tight end bench warmer was Johnny Smith. Got thirteen points. I don't particularly see that being a big. deal. I mean, granted, he got a touchdown. Without that touchdown, he's really that shit. Uh, anyway, defensive warmer. Bleh, sorry, defensive. Bench warmer of the week, that's hard to say, was Buffalo Bills, and they're on Arb's team. So, so that's all that. That's the uh, recap. Um, I think – so we had a few surprises of the week. I just We're going to go team by team. This is just players that – whether it was positive or negative, there were surprises to you, right? So we're just going to go team by team, starting with Devin. For me, it was Raheem Mostert. I didn't expect Raheem Mostert to drop 25. That was That was surprising to me. Um, I would say that about. I definitely did think I was surprising me that he dropped that much. I'm not as surprised as Raheem Mostert as I am Adam Thielen. Um, it's always I don't know if Adam Thielen's going to put 31 up every week. Obviously, not nobody's going to do that. But that was kind of a surprise playing Green Bay. Uh, you know, two touchdowns like that's a pretty good thing. I guess he's really digging not having digs. Um. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I guess I'm curious to see if he benefited at all from having Justin Jefferson on the other side of him or if that may end up digging into his target share some. I don't know. I think it might, but we'll see. Um, time, time will tell. Yeah, next up on this one, I, I've got Thomas, and it was um, – no, I'm sorry. I have me next on my list. Yeah, you – dude, uh, Devontae Adams. That's all I have to say. <laughs> Devontae Adams. 41 so, points. That you can't. I, I don't think there's anything else you can't. I mean – Josh Jacobs, yes, three touchdowns, that's ridiculous. But Devontae Adams just blew up. So I was going to put Adams, but I didn't want to sound like I was, like, bragging on myself. So I put Austin Hooper because I was so surprised to see him on the field less than uh, David Njoku. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I ended up trading for Hayden Hurst with Devin. By the way, trades in this league don't go through till Friday. So if you have a player that you're trading away, you can't play them for Thursday. Well, you can but that means that he's going to be locked in your lineup because I don't have another tight end. So I have to play Austin Hooper. Ouch. Yeah, it kind of sucks. Anyways. Um, so next I got Noah. Yeah. And I'm going to kind of go with a, a, the duo here, and that's going to be Kyler and Hop against San Francisco, specifically that matchup because, well, I thought that was a good, uh, you know, head – uh, stack for him. I didn't expect them to do that against San Fran, man. Like Hopkins put up 150 yards. <laughs> yeah, no touchdowns, but 150 yards, and Kyler definitely ate. That's for sure. So leaning on the Mr. Cardinal is definitely uh, liking what Kyler and Hopkins right now it looks what, smart. Right now it looks smart. So we'll see what happens later on. But uh, good job, Noah. My surprise on his team was Saquon. Because I don't know if you saw this stat, but Ben Roethlisberger had more rushing yards than Saquon Barkley did this week. He averaged negative. He averaged negative yards 
uh, before getting hit. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that just speaks to that offensive line just being hot garbage. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and the fact that Saquon ended up with 12 points on the week just speaks to how much a fucking monster he is. Oh, he is. And it's, uh, it's mostly receiving yards. So, that's... Well, no, it's all basically all receiving yards. That's he got six. He ended up with six carries. Yeah. Or, I'm sorry, six yards, 15 carries on the week, but 60 receiving yards with six receptions. Yeah. So, basically... I'll have to figure it out. He's going to have to figure out how to run between the tackles a little bit more because you can't bounce everything. So, mm, I don't... I, I don't know that you can run between those tackles. I don't disagree, but sometimes sometimes you got to take a little bit of a beating. But I don't know if the Giants want to do that all I was about much, to say, like, <laughs> that's a franchise guy. I don't know if you want him to take any hits. But yeah. anyway, moving on. Uh, next was Kevin. For me, it was Chubb. Same. Um, I, I like Chubb in the first round. Granted, I did also say that, you know, with the signing of Kareem Hunt, that pick – looked started to deteriorate yeah. and and I you was, know and I was pushing back on that um and it's starting to show it's starting to like you're actually it's coming to fruition yeah well see my thing is the reason I didn't or that I liked Trump at first and didn't like Hunt was that I thought that Hunt was going to see less time because Chubb was the better back but the thing is Chubb, Hunt is a better pass catcher than uh, Chubb is and because they're going to end up in a bunch of negative game scripts, they're going to have to throw the ball a lot. And that means that Hunt is going to get way more usage than Chubb. So unless they can, uh, the offense can start to figure it out a little bit better, it's going to be tough. It's yeah, be tough. I'd have to agree. And, you know, they, they, they Baker does not look like he has it right now. Um, no, he doesn't. He, he looks like he, garbage. He looks like he is a lost puppy out there. A little mm. bit. Um, and I'm, I'm excited for this Thursday night game. Yeah, I, I am too. Um, I'm, it's going to be interesting to see what uh, Chubb does in that performance. Um, I do agree with you. I was surprised. I agree. I agree with you. By the way, Nick Chubb's performance in timeshare is what the is the biggest part for yeah. me. Um, also, Kareem Hunt was the goal line running back. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure if he didn't get in, he still had more carries at the goal line than Nick Chubb did. So that was. That was very surprising to me because, you know, Kareem Hunt's not a small back, but he's not as big as Chubb. Yeah, I mean, so, just uh, him already having the extension, to, I, I'd be worried. That's I would, yeah. I, I, me it's, it's a red flag, to I'm, say the least. You know, I'm not like I'm, I'm not trying to dunk on Kevin in any way. That's no, just, I, just I, me personally, because like I said, I would have taken Chubb in the first round. Yeah, it's just a surprise. It's surprising. Yeah. Um. Next thing, it, you, I put Juju for you. Uh, because I did not, and so I, you know this, I was not a Juju person. Yeah. I did not think Juju was going to be a uh, a premier guy. I think that Deontay Johnson is actually going to end up outperforming him by the end of the year. So it was surprising to see um, Juju end up on top, but it was because of the two touchdowns. Yeah. I will say that. Um, Deontay Johnson actually out uh, got more targets than him. Yeah, on the week, and uh, that I didn't notice. Um, you know, if he's touchdown heavy, that's not exactly great for me. But um, uh, I think that he's seeing the fruition of Big Ben coming back. That is for sure. I said it that quarterback, oh, the yeah, quarterback play was so bad, but you know, Big Ben finally settled in, and it was good for him. Um, biggest surprise for me, for my team personally, was the running back play. Um, Eckler not doing as well as I thought he did first time around. We're gonna see what he is. He got ninth. He got twenty carries. Um, he got the carries. That's got the sure. carries. So, uh, but we're gonna see if he actually gets the receptions out of the backfield, like I uh, like I hope he does. 
Um, it's probably going to depend on Tyrod a little bit more. Um, luckily, I got him in the eighth, so it's not like I'm hurting um, drafting him and having him as my RB1, but he's kind of looking like RB2 right now. Um, and uh, Mixon, kind of a little bit of a stretch on him anyways, but uh, I think that that production is going to come. I think it's just going to be slow. I wouldn't worry about Mixon. I would worry about Eckler if I were you. The reason I wouldn't worry about Mixon is because L.A. has a very good front four. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, what, what front four, five, I don't give a fuck what you say. The defensive line <laughs> is very good. But uh, Mixon, and so like Mixon had to, let me say it another way. They're, the Chargers defense is very good. The, um, what time does he play for again? Bengals. Bengals. The Bengals uh, <laughs> offense, offensive line is still very bad. Yes. So, I mean, I that production will come because it was there last year. Yeah. Will it be as consistent as you want it? Maybe, maybe not. The quarterback, so. I, whatever. Sure. I believe in Burrow. I say, but I that, say that that could be go either way as well. Look, man, they, I believe in Burrow, but I don't really think it means shit yeah. for Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon was good without him. Gotcha. Um, Arbs. Arbs for me, it was Diggs. I expected more. I expected more out of the Stephon Diggs because he was the number one. He was supposed to be, you know, he, he was all I see offseason. He was hyped up to be, you know, the guy. You know, he was finally Josh Allen's deep threat. He's he's got a true number one now. And then John Brown had more targets than he did on the week. Yeah. So it's like, I, I don't know. That's so weird because John Brown was the main guy last year. Yeah. And I think that was a good pickup. Whoever ended up getting him, I think I haven't done. We'll, we'll talk about that later. But uh, Diggs was a surprise. I had Aaron Jones a little for me. Um, he got a lot more receiving yards or receptions than I was expecting to. And I think he got, ended up getting a receiving touchdown, if I'm not mistaken. It might have been. Uh, no, it was a rushing touchdown. Rushing touchdown, okay. Uh, but four uh, receptions for 10 receiving yards. Okay. So, you know, uh, I thought his, I thought his touches are going to – I think his touches are going to decrease over the year. That's why I thought it was surprising to see what happened in uh, the first game because he was getting – he was getting a lot of good runs. So, but we'll see what happens with him. I, I thought it was surprising how much he got. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. Um, for me, Bass, Marvin Jones, Marvin Jones Jr. That was surprising to me because Galladay was out. Because Galladay – I thought he was a good play. I thought he was a good start. But it was just surprising to see the play because – I figured he would, he would eat, and he just didn't. Um, but I mean, so there's it was kind of other than that. Bass's team pretty much performed as expected. Like he, he kind of just did. Without that Hopkins uh, explosion, like he could have easily beaten uh, beaten Noah. But who's yours? Um, I had Kareem Hunt um, for the timeshare um, because. He didn't actually overdo his projections, but I wasn't expecting the uh, goal line touches and um, the amount of time share that he got. So that's what I have. Okay. What about Thomas? Uh, Mark Ingram. Yeah, same here. Mark Ingram was a big letdown for Thomas, and that was it's it's going to interesting. I think I think there's a lot of different things. Uh, I think they have so many weapons in that backfield that they're going to do whatever the heck they want to. Um, Mark Ingram's going to be one of those could be good this week, could be bad this week kind of guys. Um, he's a vet, so they're probably going to use some long gloves with J.K. Dobbins, um, who had two touchdowns, by the way. Um, but, yeah, they no goal line carries. 
Like it was all JK though. Uh, so I, I, that's definitely a letdown for him. Yeah. Uh, I had for everything you just said, I had the same reasoning. Mm-hmm. Um, Evan for me was OBJ. Same. Um, fun little stat there. OBJ, guess how many uh, targets Odell Beckham had this week? Uh, 10. 13. Ouch. Guess how many he caught? Six. Three. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's insane. That is like – I can't – I didn't watch enough of the Cleveland game to tell you who it was, but I watched enough of the, uh, the Cleveland game to know that Baker is on the block. Like, I don't know if he has to win this game on Thursday, but he's got to look good. And it sure as shit cannot be his fault. Yeah. Or else he's gonna be losing that. He's gonna be losing that spot. Sorry. Uh, yeah. No. OBJ definitely. Uh, you know the performance. I, I looked at the stats earlier, but I couldn't remember off the top of my head. But uh, I didn't think it was a horrible pick for Evan. But it was one of those like he had a really bad year last year, and he was hurt. But that quarterback play is it's abysmal. abysmal. It is abysmal right now. Yeah, I probably would have stayed away from OBJ this year, but I don't know that he had a better keeper. So, um, And then last but not least for me, um, it was Shelby uh, and for Keenan Allen. I tried to stay away from injury just because I don't think – like you can't you can't predict injury. You don't draft for it unless yeah. the guy is known to be injury prone. Yeah. So I, I said Keenan Allen this week just because I thought Keenan Allen was going to have better production. Um, I thought he was going to be targeted more, but it looked like Mike Williams was getting uh, the higher target share. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's because Ty Rogers likes Mike more or is it because they were down or kind of in a competitive game and he was looking downfield more? So we'll see that how that shakes out. Um, yeah, I, I had Michael Thomas, and it wasn't because of injury. I mean, you know, it wasn't because of the injury. It was just because of the kind of the performance. He didn't get as many targets as I was expecting him to get. Um, get for a second-round pick for a guy that was going fifth overall in a lot of different leagues that I've been in. Right. I was, I was very surprised. Like, you know, I didn't think he was the best receiver in the league by any means, like all these other ratings or whatever, but fantasy wise, Michael Thomas is the dude right now. No. Um, so especially in PPR. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, that, that was, that was a surprise to me. Yeah, definitely. All right. So moving on, we'll, we'll get into waiver pickups and what we think about them. Um, I, I literally just wrote it. I didn't go by team. I just wrote down in order from top to bottom. Okay. Um, so first one off the board was Evan with John Brown. I think it's a good pickup. Like, I know that Evan said that there may have been some funkiness going on with the app, but either way, I think he's getting a good guy. Uh, I'd rather have John Brown on my team than Justin Jefferson. You know, a lot of targets. He's, uh, you know, if turns out that him or that Diggs and Allen don't really have the uh, – chemistry that people thought they were going to have, then it's a pretty good pickup. Yeah. And, it, and if anything, he's a great flex play. Um, yeah. You know, it, it, he's not going to hurt you. I can tell you that much. No. Um, good pickup. Yeah. Um, so next was Naeem Hines. Naeem Hines. That's probably the best pickup in the entire waiver pickups for me. Um, one of them, at least. Uh, Naeem Hines, he's going to, he's looking, looking like he's got a lot of potential with uh, Philip Rivers as his quarterback. Yeah, I mean, um, it's pretty much well known that Rivers likes to check down to the, uh, to the running back. And so, I and mean, Marlon Mack being out is a big deal. I don't think that helps Hines at all, to be honest with you. Like, I don't I don't think that Hines was benefiting when from Mack being out. I think Hines is just the pass catching back. Okay. So, if they're going to throw it to him, they were going to throw it to him. So, I guess that more benefits Jonathan Taylor now than anything. Who, so, Mack being out? Yeah. Oh, without a doubt. Because, I mean, if you look at his stats, uh, Hines had seven rushing attempts for 28 yards. 
and then eight targets, eight receptions, and 45 yards. So his his work wasn't really coming in the rushing game. He's not the rushing quarterback, or he's not the rushing running. Well, that's four points sitting right there. So right, that's what I'm saying. Is I so it is what it is. Um, next up on there's you, Benny Snell. Yeah, explain I, yourself. I am uh, expect. You know, James Conner is in and out with injury, and Benny Snell got over 100 rushing yards uh, against the Giants. So, you know, James Conner goes down, that guy is definitely easily easily a flex. I think he's already easily a flex. So, we're going to see. We will see. And I didn't lose much going for him. So, you know. Yeah. um, We'll see. I just – I don't know. Like, my thing is that, like, at best, he's a flex, and you drop carry on. So, like, you're right. You're not losing a lot. But it's like, I don't really want him because if you watched it, like, they were using him as the rushing back and then James Washington as the pass back. And, like, neither one of them were particularly good. Like, Snell did rush for 100 yards, but it was the Giants. Sorry, Arbs, but I don't think their defense is very good. Um, So, I mean, I. We'll see. Maybe I'm wrong, and maybe Connor stays injured the entire. Because I mean, I, I guess my biggest part of that is that if you you are entirely reliant on James Connor staying injured, because if yeah. he because if he is starting at any point, you can't start Benny Snell. You can't put him in your lineup. You know, so if James Connor is expected to start, you can't start Benny Snell, even if every single week James Connor gets hurt. You know what and, I mean? I mean, he's probably going to be a little bit of a roster hangout for me, but I think that that is. That, I mean, that's a risk I'm willing to take. Hey, fair enough. What did you think about Kevin picking up Russell Gage? Uh, I think that's a good move. Uh, dropping the kick for Nikhil Harry, I think that's a good move. I, I all right, let me say it this way: I like picking up Russell Gage. I don't like it for Kevin specifically because he has Calvin Ridley. I agree. So I mean, like, I don't know if there's ever going to be a week. I understand that this week all of the Atlanta Falcons went off, but we're not going to be facing Russell Wilson every year or every week. Like yeah. he's not. He, we're not going to have three wideouts go for 100-plus yards every week. Yeah, now so, on top of what you're saying, he also has Todd Gurley. So you're basically, right. so you're basically saying – Oh, wow, I didn't – that's right. So he you're basically saying you want to play three Falcons players. I mean, yeah, like, so I, I guess, like, if he's banking on Julio, Todd, or Calvin to go down, maybe you can start Russell. But I can't imagine a week that, me personally speaking, I would start Russell and Calvin in the same week, barring an injury. No, I, I agree with you, and I, I, I say I like it because I specifically like the player, um, and on, I mean, other, yeah. on other people's teams, probably a great flex play. Um, oh yeah, without a doubt. But for Kevin, no, you're right, not not exactly great. Um, moving on to the next one, we got you picking up Joshua Kelly and dropping Boston Scott, and yeah, uh, good pickup. Uh, I was visibly mad when Joshua Kelly got a goal line carry rather than Austin Eckler. Yeah, you were. Um, I thought it was going to cuss out a small child in the middle of uh, Taco Mac. Um, you were very upset. But uh, we'll see. Uh, that, that offense is still kind of up in the air a little bit, so we're going to see if he ends up making away with a little bit more. I'll say this much. I told you at the beginning of the season, before yeah. the season started, that I thought that Austin Eckler was going to split carries with somebody. I didn't know who it was. I didn't know if it was going to be Jackson or if it was going to be Kelly, but I told you it was going to happen. And – I don't know if Josh Kelly is going to be worth the Melvin Gordon. I don't think he'll be worth the Melvin Melvin Gordon of that offense, but I wanted to snag him just to see 
what if what if they saw something on film that they liked over actor? Maybe so. Um, I'm still like I'm not a, a, sure. Uh, if, I, if, it, if he snags a touchdown away from Eckler, that's fine. Uh, it's not fine, but you know it is what it is. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say it's fine. It's, it is what it is, but uh, I'm not gonna hate on Austin Eckler getting 20 carries a game. No. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, and they didn't pass it to him very often, so we'll see. They didn't we'll do a lot of checkdowns in general. So, um, so next up is Devin taking Sammy Watkins. Um, and I, so I will say this, I told you, I will never draft or pick up Sammy Watkins for one specific reason. And it is that he does this every year, every year he blows up in week one and then disappears the rest of the season. And I'm not buying in. So I'm not going to tell you that maybe this is his breakout year. Maybe Sammy Watkins breaks out at the age of 27 on the Kansas city chiefs. That is not impossible. I'm just telling you that good on Devin for taking the risk on him because I don't want him. I don't want him in my lineup. I don't know how you feel about it. Yeah, I don't really want him either. Uh, I try to stay honestly. I try to stay away from Kansas City unless it's Tyree Kill or uh, Travis Kelsey at this point. We'll oh, see. No, I would love. About, I would love to have Clyde. I don't. Uh, it, let me preface. I don't mind having Clyde, but it, it, it's one week. So let, let's get another one and we'll see. But that's the uh, that's the one that is optional for me. Um, but I just I, Kansas City wide receivers specifically, you just you don't know what you're doing with. Yeah, them. outside of Tyreek, you really you really can't bank on it too much. Um, yeah. Next up is Evan with Dallas Goddard, which is I I like in him. the same vein as I like the player, don't like who picked him up. Evan has Zach Ertz. Now I will say this much: there are there are talks that Ertz is going to get traded, and so maybe this uh, turns out that. Evan ends up with Ertz and Goddard, and so he ends up with two tight end ones. Yeah. You know, maybe he ends up with two just absolute stacked guys. I I don't know. Philly loves Dallas Goddard. They love, love Zach Ertz, too. They do. Well, not as much as Goddard right now. He's a, uh, but Ertz is a fan favorite. I understand, but I, I think you're right in the fact that I think he's going to get traded. Um, so, I mean, but either I, way, I, I like the pickup. Yeah, so, I mean, like, instead of all that to say, again, it's just like I don't hate – Picking him up, I probably wouldn't have done it because I I avoid stacking players for the most part. Um, next up, Kevin picked up Robbie Anderson um, for the exact same reason that I don't like having Gage and Ridley. I wouldn't want Anderson DJ and Moore. Yeah. So I mean, maybe this turns out to be smart. You can drop DJ Moore later on in the season because it turns out Robbie Anderson is the number one. Maybe that's how that turns out. I just. I think it feels like a little bit like point chasing. I mean, and Robbie yeah. Anderson's also a hit or miss guy. So he's always been kind of a shot guy. He's yeah. always been the guy that's going to take the deep threat. But so, I mean, I would have picked him up. I would have picked up Anderson if I had felt like I had need for him. It's, I don't hate the player. Just like I said, for me, for me and my roster construction, I wouldn't have taken the guy. Yeah. Um, then it's me. I picked up Tampa Bay versus Philly. I think that Tampa Bay played really well against Breeze and – uh, Michael Thomas and whatnot. Um, so I mean, it is what it is. You they're going up against Teddy Bridgewater. You picked a new defense. It's all good. Yeah. And then Devin picked up T.J. Hawkinson and dropped Devin Ingram. Whatever. If you don't like the the tight end, then you don't like him. I mean, I, I don't Ingram know. didn't really get used all that much uh, in Pittsburgh. Did he play? No, he plays for he plays for the Giants. Sorry. Hawkinson had a good had a good game. And Hawkinson had a good game, so I don't hate it. Um. Kevin picked up Philip Lindsay and dropped Cam Akers. I wouldn't have done that. 
Probably wouldn't have done that myself. I, I, if, if I was going to drop Cam Akers, it wouldn't be for Philip Lindsay, who just got hurt. Yeah. Or he, he, he got injured in. I don't know how serious the injury was. I don't, I don't know how, how big of a deal it was. I, just, I wouldn't have done it. But, and then Kevin picked up the Denver Broncos. Um, who does Denver play this week? Pittsburgh. Okay. Um, then we got Evan with picking up Peyton Barber and dropping Chris Thompson. Like, I hope you're wrong. Like the pickup. I hope he's wrong. Uh, I think he's wrong. And here's here's why I think I he's think, wrong. I don't think he's wrong. <laughs> here's why I think he's wrong. Peyton Barger got 17 attempts and got 29 yards and two touchdowns. Antonio Gibson, who is on my bench for full clarity, got nine attempts, 36 yards, and work in the passing game. So he got more yardage on less attempts significantly less attempts. I, I can see Antonio Gibson this year wor- eating into that workload. And so without and without Barber's two touchdowns, he was fantasy irrelevant. Garbage even. So I don't know. Maybe maybe it turns out that both these guys are useless without touchdowns, right? But I, you know, well, I'm not going to say you're wrong. I'm saying I hope you're wrong. <laughs> there you go. Um, and then we come to my – I'm just confused – very, very, very confused. Devin, we told you not to taco this thing, and you're starting to taco it, bud. Hey, he said it, not me. Um, and dropping A.J. Green for James Washington is not a move I would have made. <laughs> yeah. I don't know that there's much else I want to say about that. It's not I a move I would have made, bud. <laughs> I mean, granted, I, I'll also say this much. I can't blame anybody for dropping A.J. Green because he could get injured in practice today. Like, you know, so, I mean, it is what it is. No. Okay, so just moving on with the labors a little bit here. These are the last three or four. Um, Devin picked up Chase Edmonds and dropped Matt Breida. I'd like to pick up. Same. It makes sense um, for for a lot of different reasons. Uh, he also picked up Mike. Damn, just a whole new team for Devin. I know, right? Um, picked up Mike Williams, dropped to Jared Goff. I 100% agree with that pickup. It's, I think it's good. Oh, look, he actually picked up Logan Thomas. And dropped James Washington. And dropped James Washington. So, you know what? Sure. So, you basically dropped A.J. Green for Logan, Logan Thomas. Thomas, a tight end. Yeah. I don't hate it. Logan Thomas had a pretty good week. Um, saw a lot of targets. So, nah, it is what it is. Uh, and then I picked up a kicker. Don't worry about that. Um, so, now, moving on, we have segment uh, Eating Crow. Dubbing Eating Crow. Yeah. I okay, Noah. I owe you an apology. I called Mark Andrews a bad pick in the draft, and then he scored twenty-two points in week one. I'm sorry. <laughs> there, please, Ryan. Um, I didn't really have much state this week. Uh, oh no, no. Noah Fant didn't score twenty points. I didn't say I didn't like Noah Fant. You said he got him too early. I said he got him too early. He could have waited so long to get him. That's fair. He could have. I don't know if you have, I don't know. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Somebody somebody call me out. If I need to eat some crow, you let me know. Yeah, if you I, that's that's one thing that we will say. If you feel like somebody in the league owes you an apology, tell them. I'm not gonna tell you that they have to apologize to you. But if you feel like they do, let us know, okay? Or let them know, not us. Uh, 
And then, obviously, like we said, give it send us a recording. So now, I think we just wanted to get into the matchups, right? Yeah, we're getting into the matchups. And uh, which one do you want to start off with? Whatever's on the top of your screen. Top of my screen is myself and Kevin. Okay. And that's going to be a tough one. Uh, I'd say we're, we're pretty evenly matched for the most part, as what, at least what the projections say. Um, we better, we're going to have a fun little time talking about Chubb and Mixon here in a little bit. So Thursday night's going to be fun, um, in my opinion. Um, if he sticks with the lineup that he's got in here, I don't think he will. I think he'll, ends up, he'll end up starting. Uh, no, he might. I don't know. Assuming he sticks with the lineup he's got in here, at the time of recording, I would say it depends pretty heavily on Cortland Sutton. Because if Cortland Sutton is back, that means Judy is going to see less work in the passing game, and Noah Fant will see less. Yeah. That's just because Cortland Sutton is the number one on that team. Well, I will say that Noah Fant's probably going to see some red zone targets no matter what. I am in no way saying that Noah Fant couldn't drop another 20 points. Okay. I'm saying that he's going to see less targets. Um, one thing that is kind of good for me in, in retrospect to tight ends is uh, Jared Cook's going to see more targets as well. That is true. Now that Michael Thomas is out. Absolutely. Um, um, my yeah. personal opinion on this is that this is either your matchup or my matchup is going to be the closest of the week. Yeah. Um, and so since I've already mentioned it, we can, or unless you have anything else to bring up for this. Uh, who do you got winning? Oh, God. You may call a shot. Oh, I'm calling my shots and others, so. <sighs> I'm going to say Todd has a big game against Dallas and, uh, and Kevin beats you. Okay. And DJ Moore has a better week than last week. So I think you're going to lose. We shall see, sir. We, we shall. shall see. We shall. So since I just brought my matchup up, we'll just go ahead and move on to that. Yeah. Um, it's me versus Thomas, and in a very similar fashion, we both have some pretty tight matchups here. Yeah. Um, I think the my my matchup is entirely dependent on two people, and it is one well, really three now because I thought I was gonna have Hurst, but it's gonna be Austin Hooper, Josh Jacobs, and DJ Chark. If DJ Chark can put up the four the eleven points he did last week or more, I think I'll be okay. Hooper needs to have a pretty, at least, pedestrian week, especially if George Kittle plays. Yeah, and we're going to see if Kittle plays because he's got that big injury to his knee, hyperextended it, I'm pretty sure. Um, And then Jacobs, for me, is a big deal because this is my prove-it week for him because last week he placed a bummy Carolina defense. Like, I I wasn't – like, I was obviously happy but not overly surprised that he balled out. Because uh, I already knew he was going to be the focal point of that offense and that they were put, facing a pretty bad Carolina team. Or pretty Carolina defense, I should say. Yeah. Um, and so New Orleans has uh, actually surprisingly has a pretty good run defense. They're, especially with Cam Jordan up there. So, you know, if Jacobs can ball, then this you this, need, this you will need feel very- to have Jacobs have a pedestrian day because, to be perfectly honest, he's going to have a rough one with New Orleans. You think so? Uh, I'm having a hard like, – I love Josh Jacobs, and I, I like the pick that you, when you had him. If he was there when I was picking, I would have picked him. Um, but that, that's a tough matchup with New Orleans. It's a tough one. Um, and I would say that if you're riding, ride or dying with Miles Sanders – um, I say that one's gonna. You practice it in full. Me personally, that one might shoot you in the foot. Not gonna say it will because I haven't seen him play yet. 
But well, Ryan, it's either him or David Montgomery. So well, you know, <laughs> I see what I see your dilemma. Um, but yeah, well, I would say the thing that is really riding on this is that you uh, is the fact that Thomas has Jonathan Taylor and Naeem Hines starting. Oh, I didn't notice that. Interesting. Yes, he's yes, he taking is. that stack. He's taking that stack. Um, so he's all in and on Indianapolis. Um, but I will say that he has some consistent players on top of that, too. Um, Zeke's probably going to eat against Atlanta. My prediction is that Zeke ends up the highest scoring person on his team because Zeke was – I don't think this was ever a question, but Zeke was so clearly the best uh, offensive player on the field uh, in that Dallas game uh, on Sunday that it was just like everyone else kind of looked like they were running in slow motion and Zeke was just off to the races, you know. And he's Zeke. I mean, he's going to do that. I, I, my, my prediction is that if I can get Jacobs to get close to Zeke, I can have a chance to win this matchup. Um, I have bad news for you. I don't, yeah. think, I don't think Jacobs is getting anywhere close to Zeke. Unless he scores three touchdowns again, I just don't see it. Um, so I'll go ahead and give you my prediction. I'm pretty sure – I think Noah's going to win this. It's going to be close. Thomas. Excuse me, Thomas. Um, I think Thomas is going to win it. Um, I think it's going to be close. Um, yeah, but I, I think he pulls away, and I think it, I think it's because of Russell and Zeke, and I think that's who's going to carry his team this entire year. Okay, okay. I don't, I can't even really blame you because I, I'm not, I'm not overly confident. I'll say it that way. I'm not crazy confident about mine either, but we'll see. Um, I have some bad matchups this week, but anyway, uh, moving on, we'll just go to Bass and Arts. Okay. And so, looking at this squad, I haven't actually pre-looked at this, but so looking at it now. Obviously, McCaffrey is going to do uh, McCaffrey things. He's going to get 20-plus points. Um, Aaron Jones probably going to have – ooh, place in Detroit. Interesting. Uh, I am going to call my shot and say that Arbs beats Bass. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and I'm mainly doing that just based off of uh, matchups. It's, you know. He's got some pretty plus matchups. Like, Cooper is probably going to torch Atlanta's defense at least once or twice. Yeah. Darren Waller is probably going to get a bunch of receptions. Um, Marquise Brown, if he he gets that one deep shot again, like he did last week, I mean, it could be over. It could be. Uh, He does have Tom and over Deshaun, which I actually agree with this week because Deshaun plays Baltimore. Baltimore's defense looked pretty stout, even though they were playing a trash Cleveland team. The only reason I would question putting Tom in is that I think that they are going to score early and often. And so I think they're going to then abandon putting the ball in Tom's hands and give it to Ronald Jones. Yeah. And then he might eat this week. Yeah. Um, But who knows? Maybe if if McCaffrey can keep up and keep it uh, competitive for Carolina – and it's entirely possible that Tom is the right play. Very true. It's going to play, play a lot on uh, Teddy Bridgewater as well. So yeah, um, I, I probably I, I think uh, I'm torn. Uh, yeah, I think I said arms, so I think I'll just stick with him. Sticking with arms. Yeah. Okay. So next we can. Who do you want to go to next? Uh, let's go Devin and Noah. Devin and Noah. All right. So we got Patty Murray. I probably should have looked at these beforehand, but I'm unprepared. Um, I'm going to say that Devin repeats. 
because I think Fuller is about to have a bad game against Baltimore, but I think that Kamara is about to feast without uh, Michael Thomas there. And Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes. I don't, I don't know how Kyler Murray will do against Washington. He looked incredible. He looked incredible last week against San Francisco. Yeah. Um, so I'm not in any way counting him out. Uh, Washington's got a good defense. They got a good front four, front five. Um, that stack's gonna have to eat again. Him and Hopkins are gonna have to eat. I think I don't think he has. Uh, no, he's got Metcalf in this time around um, instead of. Uh, uh, you know, I will say this much though: he is kind of banking on. Him. He's banking on Sam, uh, Sammy Watkins though. Devin is, I should yeah. say. So that one, I not that's a hit or miss for me. Um, he's got he's got two favorable matchups in uh, Mostert and Kamara. Uh, Kamara's kind of an iffy one, but he did he he seemed like Kamara's just coming back into form. But Mostert has definitely got a favorable matchup against the Jets if he doesn't split too much time. Yeah, um, I mean, I'll say this much: I call it Devin, and I'm I'm gonna stick with it. But it's uh, I think it's hinging on if Sammy Watkins is the real deal or not. So yeah. Maybe I can be right and wrong in one week. Yeah. Um, so, all right, moving on, we can just go to Evan and Shelby. Yep. Um, I think this is the last matchup, isn't it? Yeah, so... Uh, Shelby has not set her lineup. It doesn't look like... It looks like Michael Thomas is still in. Yeah. Um, and I believe that he is expected to miss miss time, so... He is. Obviously, she'll pivot. I'm going to assume that she'll probably pivot over to... If he plays, Galladay. If not, then she has to play Preston Williams. Yeah. So or is Parker out indefinitely? Uh, he's questionable. But do you want to play two Miami wide receivers? You wouldn't have to if Galladay's back. This is true. Um. So I don't know. A lot. A lot of. A lot of writing on injury there. A lot so. of question marks. I got. I got the. I got Evan. Yeah, I think I got Evan too, and I think it's. I think he's a little bit. I don't, I don't think it's here. particularly. I don't think it's particularly close, to be honest with you. No, me either. Uh, but yeah, we'll see. Well, there. I don't think there are any bad matchups this week. There, I see all of these that could go either way. Every single one. Yeah, I'd have to agree. Uh, I, other than Shelby and Evan, I particularly think that unless so, oh, you're doubling down on it. I'm doubling down on it. I think if uh, the running back, I, I, I just he, she is decimated with injuries right now. If, if the injuries go through, if they, if she has as many people are questionable as uh, I think she's going to have, then she's going to have a rough time trying to make up points. Yeah, that's true. All right, Ryan. Anything else you want to say to the people? Um, yeah, a little bit of smack talk. Uh, how about them Cowboys, Shabby? Gotta love it. Dak Prescott in the fourth round. Such a good point. Such a good choice. Hey, man. <laughs> I'm not saying shit. Dak is playing Atlanta this week. True so. that. <laughs> I'm not dumb enough to bet on our defense twice in one week. I didn't say I'd bet on Atlanta, but how about them Cowboys? Oh, no, I'm betting on Atlanta. Just not on our defense. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> Offense heavy, baby. Let's go. Julio Jones. Did you see that Matt Ryan threw for 450 yards? He's a beast, man. 
He really and like he can do it. It's just a matter of like if we can if we can put a defense behind him, he actually might do something. Any kind of defense. Anyway. Um anything else you want to say to the people? Because I don't I don't really have much else to say. Nope. Good luck this week. Yep, good luck this week.